the setting, the not-too-distant future. A finance bro, jacked out of his face on aerosolized Adderall, enters a circular chamber, not unlike the Cerebro chamber from the X-Men series. Puts on a sensor helmet, does another huge blast from his canister, and summons the creative director AI. Show me the last logo, he says. The AI quickly renders the last version of the logo, 10.238.2048, in 38 different formats. That's weak, he says. Make it more alpha. He sees yet another version, .2049 appear. No, 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 not like that. Make that blue bluer. And the bird, make it more pro, like Apple, except it looks like it could kill you, except, yeah, version 2050 appears. No, 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 that fucking sucks. Make it sicker, he says. Laugh while you can. Hashtag AI. Well, I've been through hard times too. The situation demands I bring the hard rhymes through. That's why I'm all times too. Half past despicable. Last man to bring it through. Fast raps, a critical stack, analytical slap slap. I'm hitting you smack smack. I'm sticking you smack lip to stack tip all with the lyrical text. The Lord Chief Rocka, number one Chief Rocka, welcomes you back to Break Up Gaming Society, home to America's least responsible board game group podcast venture. Uh, we do two, uh, three things. We talk about board games, booze, and hip-hop, usually with some surprising, or what I hope is some surprising and enriching editorializing along the way. Interesting episode today in which the bulk of it is going to be focused on Game of the Week because I got a chance to talk to a young game designer in Australia named Sean Lee who has uh, designed an interesting-sounding game called Citrus. And we talked about it for quite a bit, and I don't like to let these episodes run on and on. So the bulk of it is going to be devoted to Sean's work. For Drink of the Week, I'm going to walk back something I said about a whiskey way back because I got owned. It was self-ownage. We're going to talk about that briefly. And I have a gem of a late 80s L.A. track for you that you probably haven't heard before but belongs in your shuffle list because it's beautiful. But first, we are going to meet another member of my podcasting family at Offtopia Cult. Now, here's the draw for me in this podcast, because one, it's fun to see fledgling podcasters spread their wings on the mic. And secondly, because I'm north of 50 and live in a semi-rural area, I have almost no contact or experience with people of this age and generation. There's some kids who get together and talk about uh, uh, making characters and what's happening in their role-playing lives. And part of the fun for me is sometimes I can't tell because the, the fabric of their imagination is so interwoven with their creations. I can't tell whether they're gossiping about people they know or the characters, but that's kind of the draw. It's like getting to doing some generational eavesdropping or getting a one-day invite to that treehouse that they hang out in after they're done being malnourished by the usual social life of high school where all the gifted kids get together and make stories. Here's their ad. (laughs) 
check out the Offtopia podcast where we discuss art, music, and writing. The show is available on all major platforms, and consider joining our Discord and meeting our community. Offtopia. Can't stop, won't stop. Thank you, Offtopia cult. May you fight long and well. Next up, drink of the week, where I eat crow. Drink of the week. Way back on episode seven, I had some fun at the expense of the people who branded uh, tin cup whiskey because I thought the branding was phony and paint by numbers. But I had to sort of eat my words because it's really, really drinkable. And even while I ran my mouth in my archway, as I'm prone to do, I I recognized a a marketing merchandising trick that I knew I was going to fall for, and that is when you buy a bottle of tin cup whiskey, it comes with a little metal shot cup at the top of the bottle that you can, you know, drink from. And and I, I was holding it, this object, and I admitted as much at the time as like, I'm going to want more of these. The hook is set. So fast forward to 2022, what happens? I now have four of the cups. I had to have a quartet. So hats off to you, Tin Cup. Um, let, let's review the scoreboard here. Tin Cup 4, My Big Mouth 0, Liver, forfeit. Game of the week. And here it is. It's the game of the week. Once again, as described earlier, I am the Lord Chief Rocker, number one Chief Rocker. Talking to somebody who is in there Wednesday, Tuesday for me, Mr. Sean Lee. Hey, Sean. Hey, Nate. How's it going? You have... A, a good product to talk about. So let, let's see how, how good my homework is. Okay. Um, Sean is the designer of a forthcoming board game called Citrus. That's C-Y-T-R-E-S-S. that takes place in a dystopian cyberpunk future. And it's an engine building game. Meaning uh, for those of you who don't study board games a lot, engine buildings are games are ones where you use several different elements to create various point scoring systems according to your own strategy. And, and what's unique about this game, and Sean, you can tell us more, is that the action spreads not only in two dimensions on the gaming table, but actually goes up. Yeah, that's right. So uh, this game was inspired by a lot of the, you know, the, the, the meaty Euro games out there, like uh, Terraforming Mars, uh, even some of the lighter ones like Wingspan. And it really, I, you know, I just love those games. So I thought, okay, what are these games doing right? And then what are the, some of the, the elements that I like from this? Let's make that into, you know, a, a something with uh, a theme that I enjoy, which is currently cyberpunk. I, I'm just been obsessed with the theme for the past, uh, you know, two more like four or five years. And I thought, okay, let me just, yeah, let me just make a game on this. Um, and, you know, the, the, you know, it's not the first game that's done a 3D structure. Like, there are some games that have things, uh, you know, popping out of the table. But I wanted to make sure that this one is different. You know, this one, you actually use the, the tower or stratus, as we call it, which is a short form for strat- uh, stratolite or stratosphere. 
So uh, we wanted to use this as a gameplay mechanism as well. So the uh, the the tower that we uh, the players ascend on uh, Stratus, they it gets used during the game. Yeah, so it's not just there for for looks. It's there, uh, you know, as a as a gameplay mechanic as well. So it's it's essentially you know just uh, an ex a culmination of my board game experience from where I, from when I started playing board games. Uh, one of the earliest games that I played. You know, I think most of most most people who've got into board games play one of the gateway games, right? Like Catan or Carcassonne. You know, so you've got resource management, and then you've also got your area control. So it's just having those, you know, played. You know, started from those two, and then you know ventured into more, you know, deeper, more thematically, uh, you know, bigger games, and just you know enjoying that space, and so. Yeah, it just became uh, my my passion. Just trying to make something or replicate something of that level, where you know you see you know you see games on Kickstarter with really fancy artwork, really great story building, um, and it's just yeah, my take on it. Uh, you know, the cyberpunk, futuristic cyberpunk board game, um, and it's not you know a, a a game where you know it's just any euro with a theme slapped on it. It's it's genuinely a game like you know I've I've got this from reviewers so far you know from playtesters and they feel like oh wow you know you actually moving your characters up onto Stratus it feels it feels like it you know it feels like you're doing that in the game it's not it doesn't feel like it's a gimmick you know it, it actually supports the narrative which is which is awesome yeah so. So yeah, it's been really good to 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 see where you know how long it's 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 uh, it's come, um, and I'm I'm really glad that we are able to you know now sit down and talk about it, and just you know uh, see people play. It's been yeah, it's been a pleasure. And and you said the magic word earlier, Sean, and that is narrative. Let's rewind a step and and talk about the, the story space of the game in in the world of Citrus. If I'm a player. Who am I and what am I trying to achieve? Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I, I know we earlier had a chat about this, about the state of the world right now and how, you know, things are a bit messy with the whole situation. So essentially you're playing as a rebel. So, you know, you're playing as one of these cyberpunk rebels, you know, just an everyday uh, person in, you know, in the dystopian world. Um, and you're trying to work your way to the top, right? Um, so there is a clear divide, uh, and it's represented by the, the, the board as well. Like you've got the 3D structure, which is the tower. So that's where all the elites live. You know, the, the rich people, they, they reside in this tower. And then you've got the normal people, you know, everyone else who's just working, you know, their nine to five job or, you know, just doing everyday things. And they're just trying to find a way up there, you know, to, to live this life, um, that, that, you know, they're constantly, looking up at right so you're playing as this rebel and you're trying to do different jobs uh various missions uh and you know like any city you know like any uh i guess civilization there, there are these different factions right you've got the gangsters you've got you know these nomads likewise in this world of citrus there are these different factions as well so the four big factions are your you know, your corporations, uh, we call them corporate crats. 
Um, you've got your gangsters, which we call uh, hooligans. You know, it's a play on the, the word hooligan. Um, we've got rovers, which are essentially a nomad. And then you've got the privateers who are, you know, essentially your futuristic uh, pirates, I guess, uh, in this dystopian world. And they each do different things. And, you know, they are essentially, you know, the, the big bosses in, in, in the world of Citrus in the, in the underbelly, right? And so you, you go around, essentially you go around throughout the game meeting these different people and, you're, you know, you're doing different uh, missions for them. And as a, as a reward, you get uh, some of their benefits. So uh, you as a player... You, you obviously play as a character, but you also have a what we call a life path or a player board where you have four different life paths, which allows you as a player to branch out. Um, so you don't have to uh, play the character, you know, the way it's designed. Like you can branch out differently. Uh, you can choose to play a strict corporate life path. So, you know, you can just work for the corporations and not do anything else. Or you can branch out a bit and, you know, try a little bit of different everything. It's almost like an RPG, but, you know, in a board game sense. And you, yeah, you essentially build on the live path and you get closer and closer to, you know, a certain faction, which allows you to become stronger at a certain skill. So each of these live paths correspond to one of the phases or actions that we have in the game. Um, and it's very clear in, in the way it's uh, displayed with the, uh, the I guess the user interface where we have cards just stacked right next to each other. So essentially, when you complete a or, or build out your life path, you have pictures that are uh, just side by side, and they they make up a parent pattern uh, Roma picture, um, and you can see like your journey. You know, so it's not just a, you know you're building your tableau or whatever, right? In like most engine games, like engine builders. You're actually seeing a progression of pictures and they, yeah, they show you what you've done, you know, what sort of missions you, you, you've been on. Uh, but the interesting thing is we didn't just want to use icons in the game as gameplay, uh, mechanics. We wanted to use the pictures as well. So the pictures are also something that you have to look out for. I know it's not done in a lot of games where they just use icons to say, okay, if you want this resource, make sure to look out for this icon, right? But in this one, you're actually looking for the pictures as well. These pictures tell you something because they are used later on in the game. Um, so uh, we have this faction as well called the Underbelly, which is where you meet the different merchants, uh, which is where you will be trading as well as completing uh, dif different uh, objectives. So yeah, so the pictures come into play as well as the icons, which makes everything super clear. Uh, it is something that you can just jump into. You'll get the game within, you know, five to ten minutes. And you know, to really get good at the game, you just have to play one round, and then you'll 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 understand the whole, you know, concept essentially. Yeah, that, that sounds fascinating. So, in, in in essence, you're using iconography in a new way, and and it almost sounds like as if your player's play area is almost an, a narrative scrapbook of sorts. Yes, that is like, absolutely right. So I wanted to create like a a a, a history, like a a log of what you've done, you know, in your journey. I know most games they have, you know, you put your cards down and, and that's it, right? But this one, you're actually building out. You can actually see your your, your branches, right, and the pictures, uh, the illustrations that show that. 
so that it's not just your the 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 3D structure that I'm you know always harping on about like you know you're moving your characters up, but also in front of you you also have evidence of you know your growth, you know your your growth as your as a character and what you're doing in this world of Citrus. And it sounds like um, the moving vertically off of the sort of you know the proletariat level of the board and up. And, and the combination of not only using the points engines, but also seeing your unique collage is it sounds like that's what's getting your play testers immersed in what's going on. Is, is that right? Yeah, that is right. So um, obviously the best, the, the most obvious thing when you see what see the game from, you know, from 10 feet away or, you know, 15 feet away is you see, okay, what's this thing, you know? What's this thing that's sitting in the middle of the table? And you go closer and then you see people just moving up their pieces like, you know, hey, we're going up now, we're going up. And then you also see uh, we have a, we have, you know, board tiles or map tiles that we literally, we literally call them mini maps because they represent uh, where you are, you know, in terms of the, in terms of where you've done your missions. So every time you do a mission, you actually put one of your, one of your markers or one of your crews on the map to say that, hey, I've actually uh, done a mission here. You know, no one is allowed to come here because it's, it's already taken. And that's where you'll actually be looking out for opportunities to ascend, ascend to stratus, right, to the stratosphere. And so when a player gets to that stage where they have enough resource, they have you know enough intel to go up, they will then uh, meet with one of these stratolites, these people at the top, and you know they will make you know give do their trades, and then they will uh, they will be players will be placing these tubes. So these are also um, it's it's very very unique tubes that actually connects to each other. It's like a, the game uh, Takenoko, uh, where you have these bamboo tubes, but for us it's uh, it's actually these sort of waste chutes that you know uh, the elite stump their, their you know their, their trash you know. Uh, through so you're actually escaping through these tubes and you're actually putting them on the board as well as a physical representation while you're moving your crews up to the physical structure of stratus it it sounds fascinating and i have seen other people on twitter who have copies of your prototype already in their hands they have it on the table it looks pretty and i know mine's on the way so just to let my listeners know uh sean graciously allowed just to let me play around with the the sort of the pre-funded version of the game as he has envisioned it. And so, um, so just know that after this segment, I will probably be coming back on my own once having played it and revisit it again. And by the way, Sean, how many people can play Citrus? Yeah. So you can play alone. Uh, it has a solo mode um, and you can play up to five players. Uh, so, you know, I, I understand there's a huge, uh, solo gaming community out there and my, I myself sometimes you know <laughs> it is it is hard trying to find players uh, to to you know really be in, as invested as you so what is the solution create a game that you can play by itself <laughs> so uh, the the interesting thing about the solo mode as well it is not just you know uh, the typical oh beating your own high school situation. It is an actual AI that learns your moves. So it is a programmable um, AI that you, you know, when you make this move, say you visiting the Kobocrats, they will know 
and they will know that you have made uh, a visit to this, uh, the Copocrats and they will adjust accordingly. So this is all done through uh, uh, the, the rules and also done through a, um, a, a system that we've developed uh, and it's all included in the rules. So it's not like you have to download an app or anything like that. It's all really intricately explained in the rule. Yeah. It, it sounds rich and fascinating, although I'm wondering, uh, it'll probably take me longer than one round to figure that out because it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts. But I will say it, it does sound like a fun and wild adventure. Um, Sean, I'm going to give you the floor. If people want to learn, learn about you, more about you, what you've created, and how to learn more and support it, where should they be going right now? Yeah, of course. So um, you can go to our main website, which is citrus.com. It is C-Y-T-R-E-S-S.com. And uh, sign up to our uh, mailing list. Uh, and then you can jo- also join over hundreds of our uh, members on our Facebook group. And, and we've already got like a thousand plus people who are already part of the mailing list. And that that's probably the best place because you get the most value in terms of uh, your Citrus board game information. And, you know, we also do like giveaways, you know, tips and tricks and all that. So all the goodies um, in, in our email list, definitely. Um, but yeah, if you know, if you like Euros, uh, like Terraforming Mars, Wingspan, Citrus is essentially a combination of both, you know, and if you don't like resource management games, you know, that take too long, you know, just for the sake of it, or if you don't like, you know, games that just have a theme, pretty much that, you know, a, a, a Euro game that can fit any theme, you know, you want something more like, okay, it's connected to the gameplay. You know, Citrus is a streamlines both of that, you know, streamlines, streamlines, the, uh, streamlines the time and also, you know, the gameplay design of it so you know it is 20 minutes per player and you know uh the board itself like you said a lot of moving parts the board itself is also moving so depending on how many players you play from one uh to five the board just shift depending on the amount of players to accommodate uh the the tiles yeah uh, wonderful so so um and, and there's there's actually one thing you said at the very beginning that i wanted to touch on before we uh go today sean and you said You've mentioned two uh, very popular games, Terraforming Mars and Wingspan, which are, of course, incredibly popular. And and you said you wanted to optimize those. So so what what did you want Citrus to do better than those games? Yeah. So look, the both of those games are very fun. You know, they are very fun in their own way. Uh, but sometimes you just have you know when you when you play a game so many times. You're just bound to find certain things that you prefer that could be better, right? Uh, and so, you know, I've played these games, clocked in over more than you know, 100 hours, you know, just a million times I've played these games, obviously as a, as a way to, to, to study them, but also just for fun, you know, with friends. And a lot of my friends that actually get into board games come in through, you know, Wingspan, you know, obviously they started with something easier first, but then Wingspan is like sort of their gateway now. And then, you know, when it's when they're more experienced with it, they'll move on to something harder like terraforming Mars. Uh, and, you know, you just, you, just, you just see bits and pieces where it's like, oh, okay, if only they could make uh, their cards, you know, bigger, more clearer, the way you would lay out the cards on the, on the board. Um, or even in, in, in terraforming Mars, um, the, the way they do 
the the the, the, the turns or how the game, game game end triggers. Right, you have the three parameters. Um, the players can essentially play the game as long as they want if, they, if no one really reaches those those parameters. So, what is a way we can make it more tight and streamline it so that you know uh, players don't feel like it's being dragged out? Um, and you know, at the, you know, we want to make sure that uh, it's not just a you know, it's not just optimized for people who know how to play the game, but it's also like equal for everyone, whether you're beginning or you know you're experienced. You know, it, it, it's it's sort of like that. It's essentially just yeah, like I said, an experience. My personal experience as well. So I just want to say that as well. It is my personal experience on what can be better in those games. Yeah, and I notice you know with a lot of games, some require quite a bit of work to get to the reward, and that's okay. And I, there are some just because of the way my brain works, where I, it takes me three plays for mechanics, and maybe on play four, I'm starting to learn strategy. So, but they, this has been a chat about the upcoming game, Citrus, by Mr. Sean Lee, who is here with us today. Sean, um, thank you. Like uh, To his point earlier, go over to Citrus.com. That's C-Y-T-R-E-S-S.com. Um, check out his Facebook group and get on the mailing list so you can see what he's up to. I, I know, based on this conversation and previous ones, that I'm certainly curious and eager to get my hands on it and see what it looks like and how it feels, how this, how this story feels on the table. So, Sean, um, thank you so much, and uh, we'll be in touch again soon. All right, boss? Yep. Awesome. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Adios. Next, Star. relax and take a seat. Sit back and play the beats and blast it in your Jeep. It's the track of the week. I'm ratchet in the streets. Talk trash to the geeks. Get smacked in the beat. It's the track of the week. Track of the week. Come back with the Lord Chief Rocker to the late 80s, because boy, do I have a gem for you. I can almost guarantee you, unless you're an old, older head, that this probably isn't on your playlist, but it ought to be, party time or any other time. It's Tyson by Breeze, who was uh, an East Coast transplant who ended up cutting a West Coast album. And I'm going to get right down to this track and why I love it. You know, if you want to make a great record circa 87, 88, you get a young MC with a good flow who can also dance, who delivers with conviction, has a solid pen game, and you fuse it all to a big, you know, left-hand, whomping funk snippet that then keys off. Uh, it kind of sounds like a recorder or a flute snippet, all with a revivifying, a vivifying little hi hat and and a hard hitting snare, and you got a winner. I'd ask who'd ya? Her beat me wrong, somebody fooled ya. They never rip or cause me to panic or make me resort to my old time antics. Refuse to lose, I'm always winning, see y'all. Never duck you in a battle of freestyle. So hit the highway and just truck on. Sucker, ducker, you're stuck on, now get the fuck on beat. You can't be under solo, I'm a solo, S O L O. You gotta show and prove on the strength, cause ain't nobody hitting like Tyson. I'm going to lick, I'm the young son of no one. And there's one other cherry on top just puts the bright bow on the whole thing, and that is the producer's choice because of the theme of the song, Tyson. He's using as an acronym 
that means the young son of no one. They're like, what? Let's, why not throw lots of samples from golden era boxing interviews in there? It, recently, I had the privilege of being included on the debatable podcast where the, the main subject for debate touched on boxing, and I didn't realize how much I'd forgotten about what I'd loved about boxing or how many acidic opinions I had to share about it. But first of all, thank you to the, uh, the boys at Debatable for putting up with me while, while I held forth. But, you know, the, uh, the, the once beautiful game and this once beautiful style of production will always live on in my heart. And here's a cool extra credit assignment for you young bloods and you old heads alike. Kevin Beecham, a writer on Medium, recently, uh, the last couple of years, tracked Breeze down and did a pretty long interview with him where you find, you get to learn about some of the interesting East Coast, West Coast production and creative and label cross-pollination that was happening even before Public Enemy's Bomb Squad came out west to help Ice Cube produce his first uh, album after N.W.A. A great interview, and I think it's in support of an upcoming book. So, yeah, go, go check them out. That's the end of the episode. If anything about board, board games, booze, hip-hop, resonates with you in the way that we approach it here at Breakup Gaming Society, come join the fun on Twitter at T1 Chief Rocka. I'm there all the time spouting off, being reverent, occasionally trying to be funny and, and trying to stay off it when I'm drunk with limited success. Until then, may you fight long and well.